0: Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Casthaven. You can find out more at patreon.com slash eternaldirtles Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host Zach Clark, and with me, as always, Nathan and Nate, how's it going, man?
1: Good. I'm. I'm looking forward to diving into some Ishalon, which I think is how you pronounce it. I think I saw somewhere it's Ishalon cards. Uh, I'll. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you want to hear about Eternal Extravaganza first? I would.
0: I would love to hear about Eternal Extravaganza. Sorry, I. Uh, I. I zoned out for a second there thinking about uh, how, how to pronounce this set. So yeah, tell me about Eternal Extravaganza. Uh, you, you got to go down, I did not.
1: No. Yes, I made a weekend out of it, figuring out my last big magic event of the year. Um, I decided to bring a blue-red Delver deck for a couple of reasons. One was that I didn't want to bring all of my most expensive duels with me across the country. And the other was that I thought it might be good. Um, I felt like there would be like a lot of you know, four-color mana bases. And I was going to play Price of Progress and Snapcaster Mage.
0: So from what you told me, you were right about one of those things. I was,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, let's get into it because we'll go through it in real time so you can experience my crushing deployment, uh, disappointment as I did.
0: Not it sounds bad. great.
1: Hey, first of all, I want to say it was a lot of fun. It was well organized. The tournament was very smooth, I thought. Um, I think they had a little under 200 people, which was a nice turnout. The room was full. Uh, at the Sheraton in Philadelphia uh, so that was good um, and uh, you know I just hope they continue to put on these events I mean it seems like everyone a good time was had by all <laughs> yeah that, I you know, think from sense. what
0: I from what I understand uh, um, March uh, maybe the next one uh, EE8 it should be in March I think
1: oh, okay let's see when they get when they uh, announce that I'll yeah. some luck and looking put on my calendar um, all right so I've got my blue red Delver deck I'm shuffled up and ready to go Couple things that might be of interest. I was playing two abrade in the sideboard. That was a card I was very keen to test out. Uh, I played two true names in the sideboard instead of in the main deck. I figured I'd just board them in if it was going to get grindy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I had a uh, snapback, which is uh, which is from time spiral. It's one and a blue unsummon, but you can uh, cast it by exiling a blue card from your hand um, as my bounce spell of choice because I forgot my vapor snags and they were all sold out woof, uh, at every booth uh, in Philadelphia. So I did I did see a lot of other people trying this idea, this blue-red-deliver idea. I played the snapback main um, where there would have been, like, a vapor snag. I did not have Fire Blast. I did not have Thunderous Wrath. Okay. Um, just kept it straightforward. I actually played Snapcaster Mage sort of over those cards. I thought that snap was going to just help a little bit. And uh, I've got mixed reviews on everything. But, yeah, anyway. So round one is against Carl. Carl... Has heard the cast. Uh, I want to give him a shout out. Because Hi, Carl. He said so. Yeah, <laughs> he he um he said I, I said something about being from Utah and uh, he said like, I saw I heard you say that and I saw the Delver uh, I just listened to your cast. It was about EE seven. I was like, well, he was non-committal on whether or not he liked the cast, but uh, <laughs> I can I could understand that. So yeah, shout yeah, out to yeah. Carl if you're still listening. Um, nice guy. Yeah. Uh, he was playing Grixis Delver. I won the die roll. He Mulliganed to four. So in the first game, I thought it was a mirror match because all I saw was a bunch of blue and red cards volcanic islands um, but it didn't matter because he mulliganed to four and I didn't Oof. in game two he surprised me by opening on underground sea death right but I had kept a hand that was like all removal um, on the figuring on the draw I would just like bolt everything they did and then I would eventually draw into some way to win the game okay because <laughs> um, I boarded in my true names and like I was like I'll keep this hand it was like Bolt, bolt, a braid, ponder, two lands. Like, okay. Like, I figured he was playing the same deck as me, so I would just get ahead on the board yeah. by just killing everything he did. That yeah. makes sense. Uh, and it ended up working out just because he uh, was not playing Blue-Red Delver and uh, was then susceptible to Price of Progress, which ended the game pretty fast. Uh so that was for round one. Round two against Yale Kong on Eldrazi. Yale, an old buddy yeah. of mine. I don't know if you know Yale. Yeah, He's of course I know Yale. Uh, yeah.
0: used to be a uh I don't know if he still is, but he was a Cloud Post player last time uh we looked around. Yeah, Yale had a fully decked out Cloud Post deck.
1: Um I'm assuming that they banned top and took miracles away, and so he switched to Eldrazi.
0: Yep. So that Yale makes was sense. playing
1: Eldrazi. Um his he opened on a serum powder. A uh, hand where... So he exiles a hand. It's five lands, serum powder, and endbringer. Um, and then he serum powdered a second hand, and then he kept seven. Then uh, he played Eye of Ugin, Mimic, Mimic, Endless One on Two. <laughs> Whoa. But, however, he never drew another land because he exiled, like, seven lands on yeah, his serum powder. That seems about uh, correct. And I just basically was able to get ahead of that, like... He didn't draw a cavern, which ended up being really lucky. Like he drew a city of traders and tried to cast Thought Not, but I could daze it. Yeah, I picked off his stuff with Bolt, and then I just like attacked the Delver until the game was over. Okay. Um, in game two, uh, he got a chalice. He, his turn was his game was like Ancient Tomb Chalice, Mistress Factory Mimic, Reality Smasher, and then I was, it was done in like forty five seconds. Um. <laughs> In Game 3, he boarded in a bunch of... Or, in Game 3, I don't know if he had in Game 2 as well, but he played a bunch of Thorn of Amethyst effects. Um, and so I had, like, a Flip Delver and some stuff, but he had, like... He had a board of, like, all Thorns and a Chalice, but I managed to, like, abrade the Chalice and then cast double Lightning Bolt for 3 mana over the course of several turns, just yeah. kind to of close out the game. Kind of got away with one there. Um, so... So I was feeling pretty good after two rounds, to be honest. Like, I'm 2-0, deck's kind of
0: humming, beat Beat Chalice, you know? Yeah, I mean, that seems pretty good. And that, that is also one of the problems with the um, Eldrazi deck, I should say, is that, like, sometimes you just get all the hate, but none of the action. Yeah, um, that's that, pretty much what happens. That's, that's the problem with being a deck that doesn't play Brainstorm, you know? That's just what right. happens sometimes. Well,
1: well uh, here's a deck that does not have problems not playing Brainstorm, and... Round three, I played against uh, Turbo Depths. Uh, he won the die roll. He goes, Verdant Catacombs, Basic Swamp, Thoughtseize, takes, oh, I don't know, Stacked Hand, too. I think it was uh, two creatures, uh, two burn spells, a ponder, and two lands. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. Instead, I got Thoughtseized, and then he Thoughtseized, so he Thoughtseized my... Thought my Delver, played a Lotus Petal, Thoughtseized my Swift Spear, passed back to me. I pondered, looking for another creature. I found a Storm Chaser Mage. Okay. Played back to him, he thought seized me a third time, uh, and then played another Lotus Petal into a Vampire Hex Mage. He passed back to me, I played a um, Swiss Spear, uh, which I didn't attack with because he had a first Striker. Uh, he then, we, we kind of played a couple turns, I just kind of like killed his stuff as I could. I might have actually bolted his first Hex Mage. Uh, the upshot was, he was at five, I had a Swiss Spear and a Storm Chaser Mage. Um, and he managed to crop rotate into uh, Dark Depths and make Merit Lage, um, which he attacked with. I blocked with a Storm Chaser Mage. Then all I need to do is draw a Lightning Bolt, and I drew a Daze, and I died. (laughs) Game 2, I brought in a pithy Needle, a Blood Moon, and an Echoing Truth. That's pretty much all I brought in. I thought about bringing in Surgical Extraction, but I kind of felt like anything I was going to take out for it would just be better being aimed at his head like a lightning bolt yeah like you know you know i was just like i'm going to end the game fast and not expect him to like make a merit lage to somehow deal with and then extract his dark depth. so that's not a, that's not a good plan yeah um so uh i got stuck on two lands which led on to thought seize my blood moon i played a pithy needle on uh on vampire hex mage which he abrupt decayed and when I did attempt to echoing truth, his uh, merit Lage, He crop rotated into sejiri step. So basically, all of my side, I drew all my sideboard cards. He answered all of them with absolutely no effort, and I died again. Jesus. Um. So I did have him at five, drawing to. I was. I did have him at five, drawing to a burn spell. Like again, a okay. few days. But you know, <laughs> whatever. Like that's just how it goes. Yeah. That that. Um. Great. So two and one, round four, uh, Sam Rukas, uh, and I was expecting him to be playing Miracle, so we did a whole show with him about it. Uh, instead, he was playing Checkpile. Oh, no. This was weird. This was weird. So um, the first game, I don't remember who won the die roll. I do know that I won, like, like just bolted his death right, dazed his things, and then kind of just, like, got in enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, in game two, I had a really awkward draw. Like, I drew my Blood Moon, which is great, against them but i also could not get a basic island into play like oh, man. i had to like fetch a volcanic island to bolt something and then the upshot is i when i cast blood moon i had three volcanic islands and one basic mountain in play <laughs> but i had nothing else to do like i was like if i don't cast this blood moon here
0: like yeah, i'm just gonna, dead
1: he's going to cast yeah. something later on yeah so i have to like cast this blood moon so that I can draw lightning bolts because I mean I had like a creature in play, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And he has to like find the basic land. He might have had he might have had his basic swamp. I can't remember. He had to like find stuff to do. We'd sort of like run each other out of stuff, and like the last thing I had to do was play this Blood Moon, but I had to cut myself off blue to do it. I had two basic islands in my deck, but you know I was just like basically like maybe I'll draw Price of Progress a couple times at yeah. the end of the game. Um but instead, he drew Basic Swamp and German Gangler, so that Ooh, ended it pretty fast. Yeah, and tough. then Game game 3 went almost the same way. I think I got stuck on Volcanic Islands trying to cast Blood Moon. Yeah. Um, so a little unlucky, but uh, good player, good guy, so uh, he moved on. Round 5. So now I'm 2-2, two and two, and I'm like, I got to be kidding. But you know what? Whatever. I'm going to give it a shot. We're getting off the mat here, right? Yep. Round 5. Um... I go from, like, table 19 to table 70. Like, oh, just such a precipitous fall. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my opponent... Okay, so my opponent wins a die roll. I keep, like, a perfectly reasonable hand. Though a little bit, like, please don't play a chalice. My opponent looks at it... And I'm, like, deciding what I'm going to mull again. My opponent's, like, very expressive. He's like, I guess I'll keep this. And I'm like, all right... He does. I don't think he's leveling me. I think he's actually on on edge. So maybe he, you know, we'll see what it is.
0: At two and two, you can expect a, that your opponent looking at looking at his hand like, "What is this shit?" Is is honest? <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so uh so then he plays a city of traders. This all happened
1: in way less time than I'm describing it, but I'm I'm slowing down time so you can feel my like slight stroke at the sight of the city of traders. <laughs> yeah. After I'm like, oh, well, I hope does not Chalice. But then, he goes City of Traders. I'm like, okay. Then he plays Chrome Mox. I'm like, okay. Exile Nahiri. All right. Exile Simeon Spirit Guide. Okay. Play another Nahiri. Oh, okay. good God. <laughs> so, my opponent played a first turn Nahiri. Plus two. Choose not to discard. Pass to you. I just said, okay. And I played a Monastery Swift Spear and attacked. He, um, I forgot how Nahiri worked. Yeah. So I just kind of like played a Monastery Swiss Spear and attacked. And then he spent his turn like exiling it. mm mm-hmm. Did not play another land. And I'm like, okay, this is a win for me because I had like Bolt and Delver. So I think I basically like, I, um, I was able to set up a Delver flip and play Delver. And then on the next turn, attack and Bolt his Nahiri. mm mm-hmm so it was dead um, and then he like the other cards in his hand were like it's like all batter skulls so he like tries to hard cast batter skull and i daze it he tries mm. to hard cast batter skull a second time and i daze it and then the game just over okay yes well that's good so, <laughs> so like i so it took me a while like i'm like okay he's, like, what the fuck is like, he's got like a first turn to herey he into double batter skull like okay I, I know what's going on here but it was still like a bizarre sequence oh yeah right? <laughs> uh in game two um he might have actually played chalice but a braid was such a house like it is really good like i i was nuking death right death right shot was not a problem for me all day um i really had a lot more problems with like baleful strix and snapcaster mage mm-hmm. i'm like removing all my stuff like i just bolted death rights and then like a braided death rights like it would it would great I, mean, I braided a chalice um he and my, I just drew better like you know I had sixteen lands. He has twenty-four plus promox or something like. Yeah, um, I had more live draws. Uh, three and two. Move on. I played against Shardless. This was this was where I just kind of knew it was not going to be my day. Like, I he had in play like at one point like basic land, uh, underground sea bayou, and then waste and creeping tar pit, and also wastelanded me, oh twice, like he just like. Drew everything he needed in game one, and then in game two went the same way. Like, I doubt he's playing four wastelands, but he drew when it counted. And I was just like, I was like, well, he, he's not going to have wasteland again. And I would draw, I would fetch another okay oh, yeah, yeah, of, of course. Because <laughs> I just needed, you know, I needed red, and I need I days up, and I need to bolt his stuff. So, I think that's what There was not really much to say there. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I, didn't get, I never got anything going. Um, I'm dead to cash at the next loss. So, uh, round seven is painter, red, white painter, uh, game one. I, I win somehow. I forget how. Oh, maybe I didn't win game one. I don't No, I did not. I definitely did not win game one against painter. Uh, it's possible I won a game, but I don't, I don't remember if I actually did. And I don't have my notes. Um, but I do remember what happened in game three, uh, or the, whatever the second game was, the, the deciding game. So, I probe him, and he has Painter and Grindstone, Jaya Ballard, City uh, okay. Spirit Guide, two lands. Um, so, he's got those six cards, and I don't remember what his seventh card was. Um, but I'm like, okay, I've got like Bolt for his, oh, Goblin Welder. That was his seventh card. That's a, gr- that's a so great card. Have, yeah, so he's got Goblin Welder, Painter, Grindstone, um, and Jaya Ballard. And I've got, like, a couple bolts and then a braid and stuff. Like, I've got, I've got stuff to deal with things, but I'm like, oh, he's, got, oh, he's got a Goblin Welder. So, and I, you know, I can't bolt everything a zillion times. Like, so I cantrip, I think on turn one, maybe I played Monastery Swiss Spear after that, but I've drawn it. Um, so I pass back to him. He plays Grindstone. And uh, he passes back to me. Um, and I needle grindstone. I draw my pithy needle, so I needle grindstone, and I'm just like, okay, and I'm not gonna die, right? Yeah, that's. Um, I mean,
0: that's that's the best case scenario. It
1: seems like. Um, and he goes goes back to his turn. He plays a circle of protection, red, <laughs> like white bordered eighth edition Whoa. circle of protection, red, and I kind of like, uh oh. <laughs> Good lord. Because I have, I don't think I have Echoing Truth in my deck. I doubt I brought it in in this matchup. It doesn't seem good. Like No, who I guess plays Circle okay? of
0: Protection Red?
1: Well, they <laughs> I know they do. He's got Enlightened Tutor, right? Sure, sure. And I'm like, okay, well, my only hope here is to, like, overload this Circle of Protection or, like, win with Delver. Yeah. But I forgot one other thing that you can do with Circle of Protection Red in your Painter deck. Uh, I attack. He doesn't have anything to do. Like, he can't Circle protection red, my Swiss beer in that moment. So he takes like three or something. I mm-hmm. don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then he plays a painter and names red. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so now my delvers are, are going to be hit by the circle. My only, I'll just hit him with Delver seven times, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, nope, nope, can't do that. I mean, at least so you can I can kill actually... his, his painter. So I had to kill his painter, even yeah. though I Needle grindstone which meant that I had less removal for Jaya Ballard. So so now I've got to kill his Painter. So I kill his, because otherwise he's just going to sit back with two untapped lands and and just stop everything I do for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't even attack to the Painter with the Monastery Swiss Spear, plus he didn't even need to block it because he could just circle protection it, right? Yep. So I have to abrade and surgical extract his Painters (laughs) so I can get, so I could maybe later in the game, flip a Delver... He has six Pyroblasts, probably. In his yeah. Oh god. For sure. <laughs> this right? is my this is not my plan, right? Storm Chaser Mage is red. My my options at this point are Delver and Snapcaster Mage beats, and I've and he's got like he's how many? Turn them moves. off. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then he just plays Jaya Ballard, and now Jaya Ballard is a pyroblast on a stick, so I can't stick a blue blue creature. Uh, so I take. So it kills a thing, and then it starts going up. To, goes upstairs a couple times, and I'm just like, I need to draw something. I don't. I kill the giant Ballard. I bolt it or something, and then he just starts attacking me with Goblin Welder, and I draw like Force of Will, oh, Surgical Extraction, no. land, land, and then when I'm at three, I draw Chain Lightning, and I look over. He's got a mountain and a plateau so i can't even change oh man <laughs> so yeah oh, i was man. i was you know i'm having it was just it was a bizarre way to lose but it was at least interesting yeah it was fun.
0: memorable so, to say the least the deck right? just did
1: not operate yeah. yeah it was just the deck did not operate like i needed i needed better draws at different times and uh, it didn't work out but yeah. i had fun i really i really do think it, i really did have fun um i always do and uh <laughs> it's just so funny like he's got this like whiteboard i i know he picks the whiteboard well, sometimes i say he's got to drive some people crazy oh yeah of
0: course so <laughs> it's like deep so, edition Nate, um having having gone through this whole tournament how do you feel about storm chaser mage over Py- uh, pyromancer at this point
1: so was it is it because i said i was going to play storm chaser mage and not pyromancer <laughs> yeah
0: so i'm thinking like Before. right, like had you had you had pyromancer um yeah, he could have stopped you for a while, but if eventually you could have gotten to a point with the the cat the uh, cop that you just had too many guys on the board. Yeah, well, I mean, assuming the Jaya Ballard I, I wasn't a thing, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I would have killed the Jaya Ballard earlier if I had actually like a reason to. I didn't have a reason to kill it to be honest. Exactly. Like, yeah, it was going to nuke my storm chaser mage, which I think was all I had. I don't like storm chaser mage very much anyway. Like it's it's not. It's it's great when it's, it's it's a high ceiling low floor like sometimes you're like sweet this flies over all their stuff yeah and like you can and has haste but like it's two mana and it's it's it gets pyroblasted. yeah I mean there's there's corner case. like they, I got pyroclasmed when it was out like and and it lived right yeah of course <laughs> so I mean there's that but it never it like kind of like sits there for a while I don't know what the right answer is to that I think that the real aggro prowessy, I'm playing Chain Lightning, Blue Red Delver. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably the best creature to have there. But I think the better deck might have like only Delver as a one drop, or maybe like Grim Lava Mancer, and then like Pyromancer, and then just like you might stifle like, have stifle and just kinda like build up a pyromancer army. Yeah. I just think maybe that maybe that's better. I don't as a better as a better idea. I don't know. But I think the like, if you're the burden version, like I think the Storm Chaser Mage is the is right, but it's still not great. And I was down to two of them with two Snapcasters because I kind of felt Snapcaster Bolt was going to be about as much damage as Storm Chaser Bolt. Yeah, that's, that's more flexible, Of
0: course. Yeah. And Snapcaster
1: um, Ponder is like, it's a better thing to do. In, in my um, experience
0: with the deck, I felt like I whenever I cast Storm Chaser Mage, I was just like, well, wow, this was less good than I wanted it to be. Um, and I almost just, like, kind of wished I had, like, some other one drop. Like, Soulscar Mage was a possibility. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I didn't feel... I never felt great about Storm Chaser Mage.
1: I mean, if anything, I would have played Goblin Guide. Like, right.
0: Yeah, Goblin Guide's
1: <laughs> a solid yeah. card. Yeah. Um, it's not. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of things that... It, it's weird. Like, it gets around Chalice, and it, it flies, and it's an X3. And that's all great, but it just isn't, like... If it was like a 2-2, I mean, it might be better if it was a 2-2 or something. Like, it's yeah. weird. I, I don't think it'd be pretty as a 2-2, but yeah. I don't know. But um, it was fun. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, playing, to working on this deck a little bit. I I actually really have a lot of fun playing it. You know, Kevin Ann, like, he loves this deck. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, and I'm always, and I was, used to be like, now I sort of, like, understand the, like, sort of simple elegance of it, like, counterburn.
0: Yeah, I fun. mean, counter burn so. is the uh, you know it's one of the original archetypes of of Magic the Gathering, uh, in, and and I recently won a plateau with that deck. You know, like I I can't yeah. I can't crap on that deck. It's 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 a solid choice. Um, I just don't you know there's got to be a perfect build for, for you, you have to build for the meta, right? Like, and I felt like had I been playing for this tournament, I think there were just so many big reds in my local meta and so many uh, so many other people playing blue red that I would have wanted to play um something else cuz I was afraid that I would have been going up against decks that didn't care about me being a counter burn deck.
1: Yeah, I mean that I will yeah, I didn't see any people playing lands. I mean that's not true. I probably saw like one person playing lands, which is really low for Philadelphia. Yeah. Like I mean I was counting on like seeing more lands decks, <laughs> more like loam based decks that yeah. also have a lot of greedy mana bases. Um, I mean, I played against Aldrazi, I played against Turbo Depths, but, you know, no. I, 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 um, And I did play against, like, the sort of blue mid-range decks, and I went, like, one and two. I, I beat the Grixis Delver guy and then lost the Shardless in the check pile so. Excuse me, your mileage may vary. Yeah.
0: Uh, should we do Ixalan? Yeah, let's talk about Ixalan. I- Ixalan. Exelon, Exelon, whatever it is. (laughs) I'm gonna call Exelon. You call it and and you know we'll uh, we'll call off the wedding. (laughs) Right.
1: I I so for everyone who knows, I I I I always think of corner cases. I write down a lot of cards. We're gonna just we're gonna rip through them though. Yeah. I'm not really huge on this set, but um, there's some interesting cards to talk about. Uh, We'll just go in Wuberg order, alphabetical order, Mm -hmm. starting with White Ashes of the Abhorrent. One in a White Enchantment. Players can't cast spells from graveyards or activate abilities of cards in graveyards. Whenever a creature dies, you gain one life.
0: Uh, I think that this is probably a wonderful card for Vintage. Yeah, I think if there is
1: any deck that doesn't want to play Rest in Peace, um, and doesn't and wants like a more comprehensive graveyard hate for some reason, this might be okay.
0: Um, um, decks that play uh, Cryptic Serpent.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's possible. I mean, do you play Cryptic Serpent with Snapcaster Mage? I don't know. It's 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 out there. It's more graveyard. hate. I, I guess like, yeah, it stops um, Snapcaster Mage stops uh, uh, Past and Flames, Moss Will. So
0: it does not stop people from bringing creatures into play from their graveyard, though. Yeah, it does not. Digger's Cage. <laughs> yeah. So that's the
1: thing. Like, Graf Digger's Cage also does this. Yeah. Um but grafter's Cage is a one-mana artifact which means you might want a next level this, with something but
0: this annihilates dredge. Like that's that's the thing. Like dredge, dredge No, is... because that No, cuz those are
1: actually those are, none of those are activated. Oh, wait. Yeah, like,
0: no, none Dredge activated as like, as a thing, like it can't you can't dredge your cards. So um No, you can't dredge your cards. It doesn't They don't lose abilities. Oh, the or activate abilities. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dread is uh, a replacement effect. Yeah. So it's activate abilities. I was thinking this was like a y- Yixla Jailer. Uh, yeah. It's not. Uh, if so, it was, yeah. it would be more interesting. Yeah. So never mind with this card. I, I-, I take it all back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, Bishop of
1: Rebirth. Uh, yeah. Bishop of Rebirth. Free white white. Creature vampire cleric. It's a 3-4. Vigilance. Whenever a Bishop of Rebirth attacks, you may return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield.
0: I mean, um, you have to cast this first. Right. I know it's a
1: lot of mana, and I was thinking, but, like, those sort of, like, blue-white, a lot of basics, Stoneforge decks. Mm-hmm. Like, I know there's Planeswalkers and all that stuff, but this is a thing that can sort of, like, come down. Not going to get bolted, not going to get Abrupt Decade, not going to get fatally pushed. Um, and then you just start bringing back your true names.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bringing back true names is not, is not the worst thing in the world for five mana. Uh, yeah. it's defensible, especially in a deck that can also, uh, because of, of this be running stone forges and, uh, batter skulls, you know, like, uh, I could, I could see some, I could see this being played a, as like a one of, and, and, and yeah. like maybe, uh, a, uh, Esper control deck, you know, or death blade or something.
1: White creature. It's always got death and taxes yeah. implications, something like that. Uh, okay, uh, Kinjali Sunwing. Where is that? Scroll it down here. Let's scroll down. <laughs> Let's scroll through a lot of stuff. Kinjali Sunwing, two and a white creature, dinosaur. We're just dinosaurs now, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's a two-three with flying creatures your opponents control under the battlefield tap.
0: Maybe, maybe for <laughs> Death and Taxes, but I, I, I think that they have a, a clut of three drops at this point. I, I don't think they yeah. want they want this guy. They also don't really
1: want to turn, They don't really want the Torpor Orb ability. Yeah. <laughs> um. Again, like Stoneforge decks, like it's a flyer with a Torpor Orb ability, but then you have Stoneforge and Snapcaster. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And doesn't Thalia, uh, Heretic Cathar, do do this ability as well at three mana?
1: Yeah, but then the question is like, what's better, flying or first strike? Yeah, agreed. Like, yeah. Uh, Maverin Fade, Dusk Apostle, two and a white, two, two. <laughs> Legendary creature, vampire cleric. Whenever one or more non-token vampires, you control attack. Create a one-one, light, uh, one-one white vampire creature token with lifelink. Hmm. So our friend Tony Lohman was at Eternal Extravaganza with me. And he went seven and two with a deck that basically just went Chalice into Goblin Rabblemaster, and this is a white version of that.
0: <laughs> it is it is sort of a Goblin Rabble, Rabble master. I mean, it does it, the the life gain uh, is is not nothing, right?
1: There there are white stack decks where like making a thing every turn might be good. Yeah. Um, this, this is the kind of thing that can kind of get out of control. I think it's a I think it's one of those Chalice deck cards that's a possibility. Okay. That's the only thing I have to say about it. Sanguine Sacrament. I don't know if I can say that correctly. Sanguine Sacrament. X white white. Instant. You gain twice X life. Put Sanguine Sacrament on the bottom of its owner's library. I thought this was a cycle when it was when it was leaked, <laughs> and now I'm really disappointed.
0: Oh. Yeah, no, unfortunately not a cycle. Could you imagine? What would even the other colors be? <laughs>
1: I mean it would be like twice X damage for red, right? Well, it wouldn't please. be draw twice X cards for blue. Oh blue would be mill twice X cards. <laughs> could, for could it sure. please be
0: blue blue draw twice X cards? That'd be ridiculous.
1: Well that's a four that's three mana draw four, which would be good. No wait, no, I'm sorry, it's three mana draw two. So that's not any that's not above the curve. Yeah. It's four mana. Seven mana, mana draw.
0: draw ten. Yeah.
1: We'll yeah. Do, ooh, well, that's foreshadowing. Yeah. Um This combos with channel in a really hilarious way, so uh, that's why I put it on here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Could you imagine? Like, you channel, you cast this, you put it on the bottom of of its owner's library, you tutor for it, (laughs) then you cast it again. Oh my god. (laughs) I don't know what you do from there, but that's pretty sweet, right? Uh, Settle the wreckage. Two white, white, instant. Exile. All attacking creatures target player controls. That player may search his or her library. For that many basic land cards, put them on the battlefield tapped, then shuffle his or her library. Uh, wrath that kills true name. That's my,
0: that's my criteria here. Okay, okay. I mean, don't all rest kill true name?
1: I'm sorry, card that kills true name.
0: Yeah. It is an instant, <laughs> too. That's something to be said.
1: Well, they attack, and they don't have days. This is pretty sweet. Um, yeah. I'm sure Terminus is just a better instant speed wrath, but this is out there if you want to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is not the the worst as far as, it's sort of like, what, like a, a mass path to exile? Yeah, mass to exile. Mass to exile?
1: It? Wrath to exile? Wrath to exile, yeah. Um, yeah, they have to be attacking. It's it's one of those things that, like you can blow out elves if that's a problem for you, but it's four mana. Yeah. Um, but, you know, kills true name. There's anything that kills true name that's like reasonably playable, I'd probably flag. Um, Tocatly Honor Guard. One and a white. Creature, human soldier. One three. Creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. I was wrong. I was hard of the other one. I got these cards mixed up. This is the one that Death Intaxes doesn't want because
0: they play Stone Yeah, Force there's Mystic. too much stuff that they want in their deck that will, just will not work, yeah.
1: Uh, it's just another Torpor Orb effect on a dude. Uh, this one's a human soldier instead of a hippogriff. So that's like more relevant for Chalice. Yeah. Um, I suppose, theoretically, you could be playing humans that don't have a ton of triggered abilities. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's was, was calling out hate bears, that's all.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, we're going to move on to blue. And we are going to start with the card that I think will be played the most in this set. Chart a course. One Chart of the a course. Is sorcery. Draw two cards, then discard a card unless you attack with a creature this turn. So you're thinking for,
0: for Delver strategies.
1: Well, what's the best case scenario, right? Play Delver, flip a Delver. No, play a Delver, force their thing, uh, Attack, flip it, attack, and then draw two.
0: Yeah, That'd and one of those sick. cards is
1: a daze. And one of those <laughs> cards is a daze, yeah. Yeah. Um... Here's the thing like i think draw two for two is not out there too much like there's knight's whisper which has been played and is draw two lose two mm-hmm. and that does matter late in the game uh and there's predict which is one of the w- one of blue draw two with some amount of setup involved yeah i think that even at draw two discard one this is probably playable
0: yeah, this seems this seems like uh you know, especially in a like a threshold deck or something like that. Um we still need we still need some some more cards to make rug good again, but uh yeah, I think that uh I think this is a card that could that could be played in that sort of uh deck. I mean, discarding is barely a cost
1: in legacy. Well, yeah. Right. Like, you have Threshold and Del. This is plus two Del. Draw two cards, plus two Del. Like, thanks. Um, yeah. That's what we needed. And then you have Snapcaster Maid. You have Punishing Fire, Love from the Loam, Lingering Souls, Cabal Therapy, Reanimator. Like, Reanimator this is a perfectly cromulent Reanimator card. <laughs> um, I mean, not necessarily, but I think the only reason this would not be played is because there's already too many good blue draw spells. Yeah. But... What about in vintage, which just has all the draw spells restricted? Like,
0: well, you definitely won't be getting the other side of it for the most part. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I mean, you, you attack so infrequently. I don't know. Maybe there are Delver decks in, in vintage as well right now. I mean, you just
1: suicide a young Pyromancer token if you really don't want to discard. But I honestly think that the discarding. Is almost a, a benefit. Yeah, like uh, the ability to discard, I, I should say, is almost like a benefit for this card. Mm-hmm. If this was Mini Brainstorm, I don't think it would be good. But I think that it's a discard and not like top is even better, because Brainstorm is just the best at that effect, right? Yeah, pretty much. And but draw two, discard a card. Like draw two is not as impressive as draw three. But if you like discard a card that gives you value out of the graveyard.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think that 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 card has legs to be possibly. No, it's good. almost
1: like you just drew two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I think I, I don't know. I just it just seems it seems dangerous. Not dangerous, but like this this could be a card we see a lot of, or we could see none of it. Entrancing Melody, X uh, blue blue, sorcery, gain control of target creature with converted mana cost X.
0: I mean, this is part of that cycle that you want.
1: <laughs> oh god is that what this is sanguine sacrament and Trancing melody are those the same things i guess it could be
0: yeah Ooh, let's that... look at
1: the you might be right actually hold on a second uh no this doesn't go to the bottom of your line no no it doesn't um no
0: yeah uh i, I think uh, it's in the tough. Pre... It's, it's good on like uh merit lege yeah, that'd be
1: sick but it's a sorcery I think before Gurmag Angler, like in the pre, in like the in the Tarmagoyf days, this would have been a better card. Yeah. What the fuck is going on in this?
0: Is that a woman or is that another dude luring him with his enchanting melody? Give it. Um, well, it's it's probably like a, I don't know, like a it's siren. It's a siren, trans. probably right. There are sirens in this set. Yes, there's a Dreamcaller
1: Siren. That's the previous card alphabetically. Yeah. Is that a is that a South American myth too? Um, I think before Gurma Gangler was around this would have been better. You can nab a Delver for three mana if you want. You can nab a Death Right, but yeah. Seems like it would have been good before. Um But you can cast it with a uh cavern for spells, whatever that thing's called, and at least it's uncounterable.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh Jace coming castaway. One blue blue legendary planeswalker Jace has three loyalty. Look, we're already. Come on. on. I'm not gonna read it. I, I always say don't sleep, but I would like. I always say don't sleep on a three mana blue planeswalker. This one sucks. So this
0: one's pretty terrible. Uh, I thanks, mean, even if, I
1: only said that on tape like seven times. If if this <laughs> they if, created this thing.
0: If this card came into play and created a non-legendary version of itself, it would still be bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. It's it's just a bad card. Yeah.
0: So um, it might be good in standard. Cool. But not not uh, I don't think it's making into into legacy, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Um Kopala, Warden of Waves, also one blue blue. A legendary creature murfolk wizard, two 2 Spells your opponents cast, the targeted Merfolk you control cost two generic mana more to cast. Abilities your opponents activate, the targeted Merfolk you control cost two mana more to activate.
0: Okay, so as uh, you are the player, resident Merfolk Yeah yeah. This is not good enough, unfortunately. So if if it made your opponent pay two more, at, like, or a spell is countered, right? As, like, it it just, it. unfortunately, like, sneaking this in after a spell's cast is worthless.
1: Yeah, okay. You,
0: you're like, oh, I guess I don't counter that thing. So, like, it, it, at three mana, uh, a, a lord that doesn't actually pump your team is just like, meh. And most of the time, if you're, you know, let's say you have two... uh Two lords in play, and your guys, tar- someone's targeting your thing with a bolt. Uh, would you rather have this or another lord that just makes your guys a four-four? Good point. I also
1: don't know how much is like is Mero Regery still played because of that. Like, you
0: just yeah, Mero Regery occasionally makes it as a one or two of. And um, True Name's three mana, and that just does
1: this. That's like you just can't. Get solidly target, better
0: than this but... card. Yeah, this this card and True Name are, have the same mana cost. If that's not a crime, I don't know what is.
1: So point is point point removal isn't great against Merfolk just because there's so much redundancy. Is that your point? You might be no, right I have no idea.
0: No, I think point removal is just fine against Murfolk. Um, the thing is it's like this card doesn't stop point removal uh, by being like flashed in off of a Aether vial. Um, yeah. and and like that that's what you would want from this card in a best case scenario, this card would do that, and it doesn't. So, really, you're just putting something onto the board that your opponent's like, well, now I just ignore your merfolk and try and kill you, I guess. Or he has enough mana to do the things he's going to do to you. Like, th- this card doesn't further your game plan at all. It just, like, slows your opponent down, and hopefully you have enough other things that are going to win.
1: Is Chalice on one just better for beating point removal? Is that the.
0: I think, yes. Chalice on one's definitely okay. better.
1: Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm glad you said all that because I had no idea. I was all like, "This card's better than Kira."
0: No, no, no. <laughs> Kira, Kira. If you flash in Kira, you counter a spell. You know. I guess so. 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 It's it's tough because it's just like, well, uh, yeah, this card doesn't do anything. Unfortunately, like it doesn't. If it if it gave some blanket effect, like everybody gets Island Walk or something, maybe like maybe playable. But this is markedly worse than any any two mana lord, right? And yeah. in a deck that's pretty fine on the amount of dudes it has, um, it, it's not utility enough to like make it into the list. I think. I could be wrong. Okay. I just no, think it's not. Right. It's it's right. not uh, a guy. Yeah. yeah, I I don't think it's utility enough to make it into a Merfolk list. Honestly, maybe in, in, maybe Murphy. in modern, maybe in modern, That's a possibility, but not not in uh, Legacy.
1: We have another Merfolk on the list that I'm curious to get your opinion on now too. Uh, we got two more cards until then though. Mm-hmm. Overflowing Insight, four and three blue, sorcery. Target player draws seven cards.
0: God, I wish this was was useful, but like Grizzlebrand exists, <laughs> man. Like, come on, why would you why would you ever play this when you can play Show and Tell Grizzlebrand?
1: Good question. Right, <laughs> I. You can burning wish for it. Okay, hear me out. I, I had two scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, one was high tide, like theoretically, like this is a one-sided draw seven in high tide. Sure. Um, and now it doesn't untap all your lands. Like tie spiral, so you yeah. got to work for it a little bit more. But it is a one-sided draw seven that you can easily cast. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I don't think this is a, this is the right thing. But like in storm, that you're you're already casting ad nauseum. Like, this just draws seven cards.
0: <laughs> just just have Ad Nauseam flip this, and you're like, oh, god, why? Well, no, no, what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> as sort of, like, as the Ad Nauseam effect,
1: I don't think yeah. it's actually good. I, um, just, I n- was just, I just like, it's, it's one side to draw seven. Yeah,
0: like, like the, no. the only thing that I can see this being, like, okay in is a deck that, like, like, show and tell, where you're like, okay, I've got Omniscience out, and I'll cast Overflowing Insight, but, like, Cunning Wish does what this does, which is, you're trying to end the game, right? You... And Cunning yeah. Wish ends the game. It's a three-mana card that actually has utility outside of your win condition. So I just don't... I, I just unfortunately don't see this making it into uh, into Legacy. I don't see it making it into Modern either. And I'm sure it'll be a blast to play in Standard. Like, drawing seven cards when you're seven. empty is, is, <laughs> is dumb. But, like, how often are you going to have seven mana in play... Uh, I, you know, I, I'd like to, I'd like for the cards like this to, to be able to be played, but like, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm the Dirtle Magus, man. You'll, you'll never find a bigger proponent of, of cards like this. And I just don't think that this card, uh, will make it until they get rid of Grizzlebrand. And I don't think that they're, they're ever going to do that.
1: I didn't think about Grizzlebrand. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you're going to just set up some sort of draw engine, you might as well just have that draw engine. Yeah, why not pay thing, one yeah.
0: mana more and get, and get a seven, seven lifelinker on the board? Yeah, plus you can ritual it out. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't that serious about the Ad Nauseum
1: thing before the storm. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I was just saying that, like, well, you know, this does rip seven off the top. <laughs> um, okay, but look, like a burning wish for it. It's nine mana. Yeah, it's really bad. Okay, perilous voyage. Uh, cards that might be good to play storm. Perilous voyage. One in the blue. Instant. Return target non-land permanent you don't control to its owner's hand if its converted mana cost was two or less. Let's try two.
0: I like this, but I like it less than echoing truth. Because sometimes you just need to get all of that same thing that's screwing you off of the board.
1: Well, I think this is a meta-dependent card. Um, I think that if you're playing against a lot of, like, Chalice decks, you really want Hercules Recall, Yeah. right? Because you need to recall back a Chalice and maybe some other thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've beaten Storm with, like, Mox Diamond, Chalice 0, Chalice 1, and, like, a Hercules Recall would have just been so oh, yeah. humiliating that I would have just was scooped even if didn't have anything. Um and uh or so the question is, but if you're just trying to bounce one thing, like this is better than echoing truth. And I don't know how often Storm really wants echoing truth.
0: Um, you do. You I mean you want it you want it to I almost always side in an echoing truth in a in a what is it, a chain of vapor? Just because, you know, depending on what your opponent's doing, you want like ways to get around it, and generally your opponent's, like, either got, like, a uh, cage, or a chalice, or, you know, some permanent that screws up your day, right? So, I think that you you want an effect like this, but you just, I think this effect is less good than the other effects that, that you would want. Like, if it drew well, you I a guess, card, yeah. I would be like, play it.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess the, the it does get down to, like, Echoing Truth is good in, in some various situations, like, they have multiple... But if you're play, if you're like the situation you're gonna run into is that they have multiple chalices, then just play Hercules recall, right? Sure. If the situation you're gonna run into is that they play multiple um, ley lines of sanctity, then you want Echoing Truth. But I don't think there's a thing where there I don't think there's another like name card with the same name that really messes you up that echoing that this is that echoing truth is better situationally and this is better than echoing
0: truth against one card. Yeah. I mean the thing. Right? The thing for for me is, uh, let's say your opponent has emptied the warrens and you're a storm deck, and you're like, oh no, you've got all these yeah, dudes. Yeah, exactly. That, the echoing truth solves this problem. Uh, otherwise, this card just looks at two cards and puts them back in any order. Uh, and then you, and then you just literally, the them the, them d- them the opposite. The difference on. between like winning and losing there, you know.
1: Right, and that's why I'm with echoing truth. It's like, what do you expect more? Do you expect that someone's going to spam you with goblins, or do you expect that someone's going to play like Dahlia or Leable? There's only ever going to be one of those in play, right? Yep. And you want to bounce one of those? Yeah. I um, I don't know. The card's good, but I, I don't. I think it's it's really just like, what do you feel like playing? Right. It's Maybe a card in the toolbox this. for sure. I think, yeah. I think that I think put that it in your it exists, Yeah. And as as far as fair decks go, this is sort of the same deal. It's like if you just need a bounce spell. This is probably the best option if you are really worried about uh, empty the warrens. Play Truth. Yeah. Uh, River sneak. This is our last blue card. to the other merfolk. River sneak. River sneak. Wow, I'm, I'm in the S. Where's that so, here?
0: All the way down. <laughs> am I looking? Am I looking for a common? There's a lot of S's, so it's kind of a. It's an uncommon. Ah, there we go. Okay. Uh,
1: River sneak. One in the blue. Creature. Merfolk warrior. One one. River Sneak can't be blocked. Whenever another Merfolk enters the battlefield under your control, River Sneak gets plus one, plus one until end of turn.
0: I would never play this. <laughs> so this is never better
1: than, uh, what's the guy that draws your card?
0: Uh, it's definitely never better than Silvergill Adept. Okay. Like, most of the time, your Merfolk are unblockable.
1: Most of the time, and, yep. And, and in this... most
0: scenarios, your Merfolk are unblockable. In and, and scenarios that it, they're not, uh... That card drew you a card, and already has the the power that this this wants to have after you are committing more cards to the board. Yep. So I I think that overall, uh, you know, Silvergill Adept is literally one of the best cards in that deck. It it, it is the uh, glue that holds that deck together. Uh, River Sneak so is, never is that for this a thing. little a little cute, uh, from <laughs> from my in my opinion. If you're having Maverick meta. All right, uh, on the black.
1: Try and move through these pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, costly plunder, one in the black, instant, as an additional cost to cast. Costly plunder, sacrifice an artifact or creature, draw two cards. Um, I just put this here to contrast it with Charter course. Like Charter course is so much better than this. Yeah, and this I is mean, the this, best version this, of this card. This yet. seems like <laughs> an
0: okay draft card. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is alters reap right? Like it's alters reap that you can get rid of a yeah, treasure for, Right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the artifact might make it relevant, but not really.
1: Uh, Dead Eye Tracker, one black, one one, Human Pirate. One and a black tap. Exile two target cards from an opponent's graveyard. Dead Eye Tracker explores. What happens with Dead Eye Tracker explores? You reveal the top card of your library. Put that card into your hand if it's a land. Otherwise, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Then you can either put the card back on top or put it in your
0: graveyard. So it's it's graveyard hate, like- which is fine. But it just seems like if you're playing black and you really need this kind of graveyard hate, why aren't you playing Deathrite Shaman?
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to just make a quick case for it. Um, this is like good fifth Deathrite Shaman, fifth sixth Deathrite Shaman. Mm-hmm. This also hits two cards at a time. It helps you hit any card type with black mana. Sure, sure. Right? That's all important. And it's actually like it's it's... That makes it a little bit better than death right against like reanimator mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, it also means that in like a death right mirror, like say like if you're playing against like a snapcaster groomag angler deck and th- they have to kill this. Like you can't just take two cards from their graveyard and then either grow this thing or hit all your land drops
0: every turn. Yeah, it's going like- to get it's going to get it's going to get bad eventually. This
1: card is, is sneaky good. I know Deathrite exists. I know Deathrite is better. And I know you're not playing the first one of these until you play four Deathrites, but still good.
0: Also, this, does like, this does, like... So one of the things about Explore that I don't think a lot of people are keeping in mind that is if you don't hit a land, you, you're basically scrying, but your bottom is the graveyard.
1: Right. So that's, and like, like we really just said, fixing your draws. And the graveyard is almost arguably better place for your cards yeah. than the bottom of your library. For sure. Like, like oh, I'll just bottom this, I'll just put this Cabal Therapy into my graveyard and then, like, you know, cast it. Uh, just cast it with this. So now I've taken two cards out of you and then, like, yeah. attacked you for two, then therapied you, like, that, even just that. I mean, I know, but I think this card is interesting. I've, it's yeah. a, it's it, a rare. Uh, yeah, oh, it you've, is a rare.
0: You've given, me, you've given me pause to think about this card, at the very least.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, it's, it hits that grindy sweet spot that I think does a lot. I mean, you don't want to let them it. The fact that you hit all your land drops with this thing is just brutal because you're always going to have the two mana up plus, you know, Thoughtseize and fetal push, you know, yeah. at the very least, regardless mm-hmm. of what your other splash color is. So like you're going to hit a land, you're going to hit your land drops. You're going to get this thing. It's going to eventually be like a five, five if they don't kill it, you know, and you've just had all this card choice and hit all these land drops. So, yeah, kite sail freebooter. I'm um, getting my scrublands out now with this dead eye tracker and this k- kite sail freebooter. We're gonna we're gonna play the dead guy. Yeah. Kite sail freebooter is a one in a black one two human pirate with flying. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, it's uh duress. But when this thing dies, they get the card back. Okay. Um. So this is one of those. This is one of those like again like here's your here's your sequence. Turn one, thought sees you. Take your removal. Turn two, play this. Take your other removal. Turn three, kill your creature with fatal, push your swords and cast Stone Forge Mystic. Turn four, flash in my equipment, attach it to this flyer and attack.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, a uh, 1-2 uh, uh, f- flyer doesn't seem great, but in a deck that's playing uh, equipment, it's just fine.
1: Yeah. Ruin Raider, two and a black, creature orc pirate, 3-2, raid. At the beginning of your end step, if you attack with a creature this turn, uh, Dark Confidant. <laughs> so, oh, oh no. man they, they I, I, are they paying Bob Mara royalty? They just stick this dark confidant ability on everything. Yeah. Um, I think this is probably a little bit be- one of the better versions of the like fixed or new dark confidants they've made. Um, it triggers itself, obviously. Um, you can cast it. it all it cares that you attack, so like you can attack and have them like, you know kill the thing and then you just play this, go to end step and draw a card.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's an Um, orc, so, I mean, who doesn't love
1: orcs? Yeah, Cavanon orc. Uh, In that black Stompy deck, um, with that dash creature, you can even just, like, make the dash creature happen every turn and then draw cards. Yeah. Uh, Okay, Sword Point Diplomacy. Uh, Reveal the top three cards of your library. For each of those cards, put that card into your hand unless any opponent pays three life, then exile the rest.
0: Oh uh, man, yeah, so uh, this is you were saying this is like a browbeat uh variant,
1: yeah, but um. you can like browbeat is five damage or you get nothing. This is if they take six, you get at least one card, and it may be like a shitty land, but you know, it's better than
0: nothing. Um,
1: I don't know, this is like maybe a modern burn card in that backslash deck.
0: Yeah, I could see this as a card that you you could play in, in like a black a black red burn deck. Um,
1: that has sort of crept into uh leg- legacy a little bit, but um, but yeah, yeah, we don't see it that much. Uh, last black card. Walk the plank. Black black sorcery. Destroy target non merfolk creature. Man, um, I'm looking at this. This is not kill training. This is pretty sweet art too.
0: Yeah, I I would say. If this card was a, was an instant, it would be so good. Unfortunately, it's not an instant.
1: Yeah, I just don't think you're gonna see decks like this that can't just play terminate. Uh, the reason I mentioned it is that uh, Victim of Night from Innistrad does not kill Gurmagangler, Angler because Gurmagangler Angler is a zombie fish. <laughs> um, so that has come up for me in like in like playing that card, which you know is pretty good. Yeah, but. So, this is out there, kills, uh, what's it called? Uh, English. uh, very small amount of red cards here. Fiery Cannonade, two and a red, instant. Fiery Cannonade deals two damage to each non-pirate creature. <laughs> um, maybe you play a pirate to exploit this, otherwise you probably just play Kozilex Return. This is great in the instant.
0: in your, uh, Ruin Raider Sinprodder deck. Right, oh it is.
1: It <laughs> it does kill Sin probably, but
0: anyway, it, yeah. Well, anyway. I mean, whatever. Um, There's got to be some collateral damage there. Instant
1: speed, power class. Unfortunately, I think those lecture turn just exists. So. Yeah. Um, makeshift munitions. One in a red enchantment. One, sacrifice an artifact or creature. Makeshift munitions deals one damage to target creature or player.
0: Uh, yeah, this one's this tough. Is, you
1: know. I don't know, some sort of Brixis, Artifacts deck, those exist. Um, I mean, Doctor Foundry is probably the preferred way to do this, to like have this kind of effect, but this is also there. That's all.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I can see this as a... Uh, I mean, it's no Goblin Bombardment for sure, but uh, it, it could possibly be uh, used in some, in some decks to just finish the game out. Yep.
1: Um, repeating Barrage. <laughs> this one's great. One Red Red Sorcery. Repeating Barrage deals three damage to target creature or player. Raid. Three Red Red. Return Repeating Barrage from your graveyard to your hand. Activate this ability only if you attack with the creature this turn. This is just a cool callback to Hammer of Bogart. Yeah, I
0: love, I love a Hammer. I mean, unfortunately, this is more of a limited card, it yeah. feels like.
1: This is a rare, but yeah. <laughs> it's not going to come to know little that. This was not a great set for that. I did not think of much. Uh, green, Carnage Tyrant. I have a <laughs> card
0: from from this set that I, I I wanted to mention actually from from Red, For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Star Star of Extinction, is an interesting card to me just because, uh, it does twenty damage to each creature and planeswalker, and, you know, this this could open up a, a couple things. One, it's a seven mana spell. I get I get that it's gonna be in, next impossible to cast, but um. 20 damage kills Merit Lage. Uh, It doesn't actually, right? Because it's indestructible.
1: indestructible. Um,
0: It does kill Emrakul. (laughs) It does kill Emrakul, right? Um, And and this is a chance for uh, decks to play with a card that we haven't seen for a while. Uh, Boros Reckoner.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty sick. Like, like, playing a big red deck, I'm saying, you know? Yeah. Um... I'm just thinking because I was just watching someone literally play Big Red. The problem with Big Red is they want to have Chandra and play possibly more than anything. Yeah. So kills Chandra, but also kills Jigs. They don't like seeing that. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. I, I did, you know, it's funny. I actually thought I could put Star of Extinction on here for the combo with Ponsor here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? Like, you know, I'm I'm obviously living in Magic Christmas Land here, but, you know, I just wanted to mention that that card is, is at least... Uh, it it combos with Boros Reckoner pretty well. Um, It's just, you need a lot of mana to do it. But a deck that plays Blood Moon can take as much time as it wants.
1: Yeah, Tony had like 11 lands in play once. Yeah. Yeah, no, good point. And I actually did think that. I'm obsessed with getting uh, Fire Covenant and uh, Boros Reckoner to work because it's Channel Fireball. But but yeah. Um, No, good call. Uh, Green, Carnage Tyrant. or green, green. Greeter Dinosaur create carnage timer can't be countered trample hexproof it is a seven six obligatory
0: nick fit card
1: this is such an awesome nick fit card (laughs) i mean this thing just comes down and just starts doming him for seven
0: yeah (laughs) i mean this card is this card is is the like this is what what you really want trinity nemesis to be right this
1: is this is pretty awesome yeah no, I'm into this card. I'm gonna I just found out it's $25 to pre-order, though. Oh,
0: get out of here. That's so silly. <laughs> so
1: maybe next year I'll try it and mix it. Uh commune with dinosaurs. <laughs> it's a cream handle. I love this food. card. Look yeah. at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a dinosaur or land card from on them, put it into your hand, put the rest in the bottom of your library in order. I just think this it would be funny to like have a cloud post dinosaur deck. <laughs> <laughs> Where at the beginning of the, the, the game, you just like use this to final your post, and then they're like, why aren't you playing Ancient Stirrings to get Ugin, and you're like, because I'm getting dinosaurs.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we could see you know what comes out in the next set. Maybe there's some good colorless dinosaurs.
1: That would be pretty sweet. you are just playing Ancient Stirrings anyway, though. Yeah. Deep Root Champion. Oh, here's a Merfolk. One in the green. Creature Merfolk Shaman 1-1. One, one. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on Deep Root Champion.
0: I'm so um, weirded out by green merfolk that, like, it, it's really hard for me to evaluate this card as as ever being able to be good. But, um, this is not just, like, it's, it's, what's the, what's the card? Aquarian Dryad? Yeah. That's fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, this isn't gonna replace anything, but, like, prowess is not a thing to ignore, and this is counters. Yeah. Like.
0: This is, this um, is, like, a, a, a... a Tarmogoyf that needs some work. Which is also
1: what Kyrian Dryad is. But, like, yeah. and this is going to get killed. But, you know, I don't know. Paradoxical outcome. Moxes, g Pro Get yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: come
1: on. Uh, I, I did actually skip over a card I wanted to, to mention. Death Gorge Scavenger. This is actually also a dinosaur. Two and a green. Creature Dinosaur, 3-2. Whenever Death Gorge Scavenger ex- enters the battlefield or attacks, you may exile target cards from the graveyard. If a creature card is exiled this way, you gain two life. If a non-creature card is exiled this way, Death Gourd Scavenger gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Um, I do like this card. This is, it's like a Scavenging Use variant, you know? Yeah. Um, One of the hard things about Scavenging Use is that sometimes you don't have, like, Gaia's Cradle to just make their graveyard anyway. So you're eating one or two cards at a time. Um, But this enters the battlefield and just hits something. Yep. Which I also think is interesting. Um, For the I, I same know.
0: cost that it is to put a uh scavenge ooze in play and eat something
1: yeah, but yeah, but like ancient tomb forest also does this too yeah. as opposed to like
0: I mean, I don't to... think this will be replacing uh ooze just because it doesn't have the ability to do it at instant speed, but it it's it still it's an interesting card and I think that I think that um. It could see play as as just an alternate way to deal with your opponent's uh, graveyard that might not necessarily be... Uh, I don't know. It doesn't necessarily need Scavenging Ooze, you know?
1: Yeah, well, I think that coming into play and doing something is good. Um, in that Ancient Tomb Chalice Rabinav Excavator deck I was playing, I played Scavenging Ooze, and I would probably also play this, if not just replace the Scavenging Ooze with it. Yeah. Um, just because... I didn't ha- you know, I had, like, Ancient Tomb in my deck, so I didn't have a ton of green to, like, eat stuff with.
0: And this is a three-drop um, in a, in a fit deck. Yeah. Well, plus, like, I mean, what like, we're
1: talking about with the, uh, with the Deadeye tracker, just, like, attritioning away people's graveyards. I mean, we already know it's good from right, yeah. but this requires no mana investment. Um, and, like, just, like, chipping away people's graveyards is becoming a better thing to be doing. I mean... I I can't tell you how many times just like got cleaned out by Snapcaster Fatal Push this weekend. Oh yeah. You just need to pay attention to the graveyard, and it sucks because everyone wants to use the graveyard, including you. But yep. one man yeah, you want to do it yourself as well, but yeah. Uh Kumenes Speaker. Oh. What is this? Oh this is uh this is a one mana Merfolk that gets plus one. It's a <laughs> green mana. One green mana. Creature Merfolk Shaman, one one. Gets plus one plus one and as long as you control another Murfolk or an island. Is this enough to uh Oof. play Tropical Island in your excuse me, and you're <laughs> It's not, deck it's,
0: it's not good enough to include in a rug deck, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um there's also there's a, there's a card called Jungle Delver, which is I think funny. Um but it's terrible. It's just like a limited card. Shaper's Sanctuary. What is that? One green mana, Enchantment. Whenever a creature you control becomes a target of a spell or ability and opponent controls, you may draw a card.
0: This, for one mana? Um, this is a card that, like, I, I mean, I wouldn't, but this is a card that, like, would allow me to say, oh, I'll put this in my Merfolk deck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ironic, right? Yeah. Um... The thing about this card is that I think, if in again, like just thinking about like these attritiony y match acts where you're going after each other like crazy, right? Or just like, you're, you're both playing Fairdex, you're just like going at each other's creatures, right? You get this <laughs> down first, that is really going to be a pain in the butt for your
0: opponent. Honestly, but... I, just just looking at this, it's a really good card to side in against Grixis if you're playing, uh, what's it called? Uh, Maverick, right? If you're playing, in fact...
1: Yeah, that's actually that. That's exactly what where I would what I'm saying. Like, any deck where you're just like they're gonna be holding up removal, you get this down. The thing is, you need to get it down early, and you're not siding in four of these. So, like, I mean, it's wow, tough. I,
0: I, this card does like obviously you're not siding in four, but like having two of these down does amplify its effect.
1: Yeah, my thing was Maverick. Like, I felt like you get this down. Maverick's got like thirty creatures in it. Yeah. And, like, if you get this down first, and they're just trying to pick them off one by one, just draw more cards, like, it's just pretty brutal. Unfortunately, I think that because it's so narrow, and so and so bad in the late game, it won't be played, but I do think it's a cool effect. It might be something. Maybe, maybe you should play with Enlightened Tutor.
0: I would, I would think uh, about putting one of these in, in my Infect sideboard, for sure. Well, here's another
1: Infect sideboard. Well, maybe not, but... Verdant Rebirth, one in the green instant until end of turn. Target creature gains. When this creature dies, return it to its owner's hand. Draw a card. Mm. I mean, it's again it's sort of an attrition card. I don't think I like this as much as I did when I wrote it down. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, did I skip? I don't think there was. Was there not a single multicolored card I found? Yeah, the there wasn't card. really
0: anything. I looked. I, I I gave a quick look and I didn't see anything in multicolored that I was like, oh, that's playable, like. Warrior Poet is a worse you know, like I would just rather play Nahiri. Uh yeah, Veraska nice Relic player. Seeker, is that a card that you might want to play as a, a, a Nick Fit card? I don't no, because think so. the other Varaska
1: wins the game yeah. faster. Like Yeah. Yeah. I mean you gotta get to ten, you're making two black two twos for six. Okay, here's the deal. You're gonna pay six mana and make two two and make a two two, you just play Grave Titan.
0: Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, um my buddy who plays nick fit at the store like he just drops grape titan on me all the time i just want to kill myself yeah what can you even um, do about that there's um, these cool double face cards that flip into um legendary lands that I, that I found a couple that i thought were interesting okay or i believe I were interesting. vance's blasting cannons three and a red legendary enchantment. at the beginning of your upkeep exile the top card of your library if it is a non-land card you may cast that card this turn Whenever you cast your third spell in a turn, you may transform, may transform, dancing Blasting Cannon. Other side, Spitfire Bastion, Legendary Land, tap, add red, two red, tap, Spitfire Bastion deals three damage to target creature or player. I'm it's, into this card.
0: I think this is a cool card, and you know what's funny? It's a bummer, because the deck that really would want to play this card is Blood Moon deck. <laughs> so you can't, well, you know?
1: hold on a second think like a blue red like a blue moon back right sure so you're gonna have a bunch of you're gonna have a bunch of cantrips right you're gonna have your blood moons and you're gonna need a to way to win eventually and you're gonna draw an extra card every turn if you just play like the full suite of cantrips like four brainstorm four ponder four something else you're gonna be able to cast three spells in a turn you're gonna play lightning bolt you know,
0: unfortunately, when this becomes a land, if you have a blue moon out, a blood moon out. It's, oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, never mind. That's, okay, I should, yeah, that's the yeah. real problem. I mean, I I do like the. I mean, this is just basically like a free Chandra draw every turn, which is the the term we've be we've begun to use in our friend group of far as far as like yeah. the exile a card and cast it. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's a bummer because this Spitfire Bastions like seems like a great way to like attrition and your opponent's game after you got them locked down uh unfortunately you generally in red you lock your opponent down with blood moon so that's not really going to work
1: what about i mean there's stands still that's probably doesn't really synergize with casting three spells in the turn no. yeah i don't know I, i'm gonna look into this i do think like a blue red deck that plays this could be good and i've been monkeying around blue red decks since i played that delver deck like yeah just fun to play two colors sometimes um and I do think that, yeah, like the, this thing flips, if they can't stop it, like I mean it gets wastelanded which is bar. Yeah. Um but you can then Teferi's response, uh that Ooh. um just hold that up too. <laughs> Could you imagine?
0: Yeah, I mean right after you, you been right up, after you tap response? four mana basically to, to do three damage to your opponent and then they kill it, you have this other two mana floating around that you can Teferi's response and save your land, draw two cards.
1: <laughs> Spirit's guide, spirit guide, metamorphose to fairy's response. Yep it um yeah I, I don't know i think there's something like you can just grind people down to like a nub with just snapcaster and like hitting all your cheap stuff yeah and then this is like a nice way to close things out and to keep the board clear if anything happens um like this with a jace out would be so stupid <laughs> or the flip side like Jace, this just protects jace and jace goes up uh growing rights of It itlamak two and a green legendary enchantment when it enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them, and then the rest go to the bottom. Uh, at the beginning of your end step, if you control four more creatures, transform it. Um, it taps for green, and, or it taps for green for each creature you control.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, it's, it's like, a guy's cradle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, because it's like... A forest, or it's a Gaia's Cradle. Well, when do you ever get the forest effect? Oh, you've never had a Gaia's Cradle in play. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they wipe your board. You know how it feels. Um, the card I'm curious about with this is Collected Company. So a Collected Company deck has a lot of creatures, so you're going to hit off this thing. And then you just tap... I mean, once this flips, you just tap it and cast another Collected Company. Yeah. Like, your, collected, your non-creature spells are probably going to be... For collected company, some sort of removal card, and then a couple of these. It's a legendary card. so You really need two to three of them, right? I mean, that's not nothing, right? I mean, you, you're gonna you're gonna play your guys. You're gonna cast collected company. You're gonna flip this. And then you're gonna just cast another collected company. I mean, that seems pretty sick.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to be playing collected company in Legacy though, which is its own. I mean, the landscape of Legacy is certainly changing, but I I don't know how how playable collected company is going to be over the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's the point, right? So, I mean, modern, no, that's definitely a thing you could try. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, what was the other one of these that I thought was interesting? Treasure map on the
0: back of this. Treasure map I like. Uh, I like yeah. as, a, as a possible um, attrition card.
1: Two mana treasure map. two mana artifact. One tap, scribe one. Put a landmark counter on it. Then if there are three more landmark counters, remove the counters, transform it, make three treasures that are basically lotus petals, and when you transform it, it is a land that taps for colorless or taps, sacrifice a treasure, draw a card.
0: Yeah, I appreciate I mean, this as is, is like a thing you can... Due to, uh, just it just, you know, uh, you can play this in Eldrazi um, as as like your kind of get back into the game card. You can, uh, you know, if, if you're just trying to play as an attrition-y deck, you can play this and just draw cards with it, right? Yeah, I, I think
1: this card, I mean, it comes down on Ancient Tomb, which is important, right? Yep. Um, this is a come down on turn one, and you probably don't want to let people get out of control with this thing. Like the cards, card selection in that kind of deck is so crucial, right? yeah. So, yeah, um, okay, what are we on to artifacts that aren't that don't flip? Okay, two of them sentinel totem one mana. When sentinel totem enters the battlefield, one. Scry- this is like the thing from Legends of the Hidden Temple, by the way. That oh, thing you had to assemble.
0: Oh, god, to, the monkey, to
1: yeah, <laughs> shrine of the silver monkey. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. When Sentinel Totem enters the battlefield, scry one, tap, exile Sentinel Totem, exile all cards from all graveyards.
0: Okay. So this is like a relic, um, but it, it scries instead of like sits around for a while. Uh, okay. yes. So
1: instead of drawing, when you pay, like so, relic it costs one to get down and costs one to exile. So you pay two mana, you nuke every graveyard, and you draw a card. For this, you pay one mana, scry one, and nuke every graveyard.
0: Yeah, I think that's comparable as far as the mana cost is concerned. Uh, I I think uh, I'd currently rather have a relic, but you know. I mean, you just need to nuke our, all graveyards faster with the
1: black red deck. It's right? It's true.
0: Yeah, the black red deck puts you in a situation where you might not have that mana, honestly. So yeah, uh, I I don't ha- I don't hate this as, as a possible answer, but I still think that. Cage answers a lot of your problems, uh, in in a more immediate fashion. And if you're not caging, then you're, uh, what's it called surgical surgical extracting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chancellor of the annex is a real pain too. Like you don't want to tap mana. I mean, yeah. This is slightly better than relic in that situation, but you have to actually be able to resolve it, which you might not be able to. Yeah. Um. Okay. Sorceress, spyglass, two mana artifact. As Sorceress Spyglass enters the battlefield, look at an opponent's hand and choose any card name. Activated abilities of a sorcerer that shows a name. Can't be activated unless they're mana
0: abilities. This is awesome in in an Eldrazi deck that has a reason to stop his opponent from doing something, because you can just turn one this thing, and it's basically like a, a activated ability Thoughtseize. Uh, and, and the, the information is not worth nothing, you know?
1: The information is definitely important. I think this part is great. Um, I mean, could you imagine you, you, they show you your hand? They got two polluted deltas,
0: and you're just like, "Nope, you lose." <laughs> <laughs> nope, nice game. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't hate this. Uh, I think <sighs> it's so tough. Like, is this is this vintage playable? I don't know. Um, that but
1: thorn is restricted.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just between thorn being restricted, and just like, do I play this? Like, would you play? Pithing Needle in vintage. Plenty of people do. Plenty of people play Revoker. Is this better than Revoker?
1: No, because Revoker turns off their boxes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that is true. I um, think the
1: number one use for this would be Fetch Lands. Number two would be Death Ray Shaman. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, there's lots of things you could peep there. So like, Stoneforge Mystic, mm-hmm. not stopping mana abilities is a real problem though. Like, it turns like means that it's worthless against you know. Most elves. I mean it's okay against the symbiote idea, but like um yeah, I mean this is this is basically like I have an ancient tomb and this card. Do you have only fetch lands in your hand? If so, sorry. Yeah. But even just like seeing that they have a death right and naming death right is good. And that's enough of a format that I think this will be playable. Yeah. In Vintage, I think this names In Vintage, I think the number one name of this is to the Card. Like, Workshops plays this, they don't have Thorn. They look at your hand, they see what you have. And then the sequencing is so important with that deck, too, that they just sequence perfectly with all their, like, House of Horrors. Oh, yeah. Be... Two more. You guys hanging in there? Yeah. Listeners who are not answering me? Because they're <laughs> not there yet. Field of Ruin. Uh, land. Tap. Add a colorless... Do pool? Two, tap Sacrifice Field of Ruin. Destroy target non-basic land an opponent controls. Each player surges has a her land for a basic land card, puts it onto the battlefield, then shuffles his or her library. Yes, that is untapped.
0: Um, I mean, is this better against a deck that's not playing uh, basics than Wasteland? I don't know. Well, <laughs> you
1: know what I was thinking? Could you imagine Miracles playing this?
0: Yeah, like it's mean, that's, that's a rude
1: card, they right? Wipe all your dudes, and they start stick. Then they start killing your lands, and every time they kill your lands, like they get a land because yeah. they have like thirty basics, rendering and, your
0: dazes worthless.
1: Yeah, plus like you can cru- then they crucible this thing back, and they just
0: oh god hit down nothing, and then they just want to. I mean, it crucible up. with this card's fun. It's it's, it's silly, stupid.
1: Man- yeah, I mean it's two mana to activate. Dust bowl has been played. That's three. And sacrifice a land. Yeah. Um and you don't get to keep your land. This shuffles, by the way, if you have Sylvan Library or Brainstorm. Oh gosh.
0: Yeah. So keep
1: it in mind. Shuffles you, I should say. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I'm gonna throw this one in that in with my Ramana excavator box. Like I think that this card could be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um plus I have a bunch of basic forests. Unclaimed territory. Uh oh, I'm in the basic lands. There you go. Land. As it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Tap add colorless. Tap add one man of any color to cast a creature of the chosen type. Is there any deck that wants Cavern 5 through 8?
0: Ah, uh, god, is there? I just don't, I don't know. Like, do, wouldn't you just rather have planes in your deck if you're, that deck, if you're uh, you know, if you're gonna play... Well,
1: you're like five color Humans?
0: Yeah, something. I guess. Like, that makes that a lot easier.
1: Like City of Brass exists in like what's it called? Uh, um, well, now we know why probably... that guy's an orc. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, there might be some Cavern five through eight shenanigans to be had somewhere. Um. So you know, <laughs> that, that, I think like just you're like up.
0: I don't want a Ziggurat, but I'll play this.
1: Well, ancient Ziggurat does that only cast creatures?
0: It, I think it does. It only casts creatures. Yeah.
1: The thing is, like, what if you're up all your lands or caverns or this? What spells are you casting? right? Yeah. Um, but it does mean that you're gonna hit a cavern in your opening hand, though, or a cavern effect, right? Yeah.
0: Like, it might that, be like working. a one or two of in Eldrazi, you know. Yeah, I mean,
1: how much they play four caverns, right? So maybe yeah. they. I mean, they occasionally you Eldrazi. need that
0: white or green mana to get to get your other dudes in play. So that's it's not insane to be like, here's a card that like I can still activate stuff with or cast spells if I need to that also will get my guys out.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it's not as good as Cavern because of the uncountability is what makes Cavern obnoxious, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's Ix or Ish Alon. It's not a great legacy set, but it is an interesting set.
0: Yeah, I like what they're doing with design. I don't... Uh... Uh, you know, I, I don't think any of these cards are playable, uh, super playable in Legacy, but I think that, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited for, I'm excited to play this set as a sealed format and in standard, and I'm sure there's going to be one or two cards that we probably didn't mention that we realize. oh, this is amazing, why didn't we see this? Yeah.
1: Um, they are putting opt in Modern with this set, which I think is interesting and cool. Um... They're also they've also put spell pierce into standard and um, I mean they've got five six mana planeswalkers in the set they put spell pierce into standard yeah um, and they put lightning strike back in so they they're they're doing their little shift back to like a bit of a stronger spell suite yeah which people say standard needs I think it's funny like um, that yes that's been a problem for the past couple of years but the, before now the last banning was in a standard that had like bolt and spell pierce and preordain. Yeah. <laughs> like and it's funny because like we're getting these cards back like great now standard's gonna be awesome. Like, well the last time, before this time or the median standard, we had better versions of all these cards. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um but I mean it's a totally different thing. I, I I I think it's good. Um I'm into this opt cryptic serpent idea if I ever have to play standard. <laughs> I just can't get it out of my head. So And Charter Course and and Cryptic Serpent. Hello.
0: (laughs) That's, yeah, Yeah. that's sort of ridiculous. Well, tomorrow I'll be playing some Legacy for the first time in a a couple of weeks, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, Are you playing anything this week?
1: I am taking the week off after uh, Eternal That's
0: That makes sense. Uh, I think that might be it for us today.
1: What are you playing tomorrow? Infect?
0: Oh, I will be on Infect, yeah. I, I, I've i been doing really well with Infect, and I'm just going to try and keep uh keep grinding it out.
1: Great. And uh, speaking of grinding it out, we are on Patreon, grinding it out. It and we true. have some stuff to give away if you yeah. want to get into our drawings.
0: So the other thing we're giving away this month will be a, a, a Eternal Extravaganza, I, I believe, 6 playmat, the one that was last March. Uh, okay. I, I'm adding that to, to the giveaway as well, so there'll be two giveaways, one will be the Nerf War Playmat, the other one will be an Eternal Extravaganza six playmat. Um so uh yeah, uh if you back us on Patreon, you're uh, you're in for, for the drawing.
1: Great. Cool. Well, have a good night, Zach. Sorry I gotta edit this podcast. Nah, it's all good, man.
0: <laughs> uh yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thanks a have a good night. Can it be animals up for the Joneses. I need more stuff. you see? I need more stuff. The time goes. Keeping up with the Joneses. I'm keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. All right. Where does he get those wonderful toys?